The Cabrini Green community is grieving. A nine-year-old boy was shot and killed in front of the row houses. A beloved longtime tenant leader is accused of misspending money designated for public housing residents. And the Chicago Housing Authority is asking the federal court to make some changes. WBEZ's Natalie Moore takes us to the near north side and reports on how residents are coping and responding to turmoil. At Seward Park near Division Street, a Little League baseball game is underway. A mother helps her toddler ride a bike. Dogs lead their owners. Men gather on benches. The high-rise red and white public housing buildings are down, replaced with luxury condos and townhomes in a planned mixed-income neighborhood. This park is where people of various racial and economic backgrounds convene. In the distance, skyscrapers loom, a literal and figurative shadow on the former Cabrini-Green footprint. We do so much to try to stay out of the news, to try to keep just a little bit left of Cabrini we have. So for something like this to happen is just devastating. That's Pete Keller, a former resident and author of the new book, Cabrini Green, The Pete Keller Chronicles. The devastation he's talking about is the death of nine-year-old Janari Ricks two weeks ago. He lived and was shot in front of the Cabrini Row Houses the final vestige of the public housing community tucked back in a corner of its original 70 acres. Janari's death is especially haunting because it's reminiscent of another little boy's death in Cabrini back in 1992. He too was an unintended target. His name was Dantrell Davis. This is just basically a repeat. Um, the only difference is, is that the high rises aren't up and the only difference is it wasn't a sniping. It was still a shooting. It was only two years difference between them, you know, Dantrell being seven and Janari being nine. Um, and then the communities came together. The community identified Janari's shooter and a man has been charged. After Dantrell's sniper death, there was a citywide gang truce. Dantrell's death is considered the spark that began the dismantling of Cabrini that started in the late 1990s to break up poverty and isolation. The Chicago Housing Authority tore down high-rises on this prime, moneyed land. The redeveloped Cabrini is a mix of expensive townhomes, affordable rentals, and public housing units. But not a lot of original residents returned, fostering distrust with CHA. Janari's grandmother is the late Annie Ricks, she was the last resident to move out of the last high-rise in 2010. The Cabrini land is contested space. The row houses are all that remain. Their redevelopment is guided by a court settlement. A federal consent decree from 2000 is in place to provide checks and balances. One of the official orders says a Cabrini tenants group receives up to 50% of developer fees from new development projects. In total, those funds received by the residents group for $1.8 million. CHA now wants one change to the consent decree. CHA wants more oversight because a recent Inspector General report says a tenant leader misspent $180,000 over a four-year period on a relative's funeral, groceries, and restaurant trips. The tenant leader is Carol Steele, a beloved figure who has endeared herself to former and current residents by advocating for them and the recognition of public housing. How do y'all feel about the CHA mess with our money? I mean, anybody. Have you ever I mean, trusted no, the CHA no, with the money? No, no we don't want they them to They give us our money for our jobs. So why, right. why? We don't trust them with nothing. Right. Look, they don't even have the redevelopment. Right? Right, like you ain't made sure we got the jobs over here. She right, did. Lied, the right. community did. You right. didn't do that. So you think we trust you with money? Hell no. In a church parking lot last week, some of those folks met up to defend Steele and strategize on keeping the consent decree. 
They say she supported softball leagues, turned young men away from gangs, taught leadership. Raymond Richard got his very first summer job from Steele as a teenager in the 1980s. Today, he lives in a mixed-income Cabrini unit and has his own company, BST Construction. The company remodels other public housing units all over the city. I'm contracted now through the help of Miss Steele with Chicago Housing Authority. And it was Miss Steele who helped me put my paperwork together in order to get in the program. See, they ain't going to talk about that. CHA wouldn't comment further about wanting to change the consent decree. Separately, in a statement about Janari's death, officials say that it's offering grief and crisis counseling to families. Even though Cabrini doesn't exist as it once did, the identity remains strong for former and current residents. They have their own message. A day after that parking lot meetup, hundreds of Cabrinians, as Pete Keller calls them, met up for an anti-violence march in Janari Ricks's name. It first had the feel of a block party, music, hot dogs twirling and burgers flipped on grills. Children held Black Lives Matters balloons. They wore t-shirts in tribute to Janari. A group of mothers, including Celicia McRae Peterson, organized the intergenerational crowd. In the aftermath of Janari's death, it's a way for the community to stand up for itself. Because this has to stop. And it has to start with us and it ends with us. Peterson also tells me what the community needs. Resources, mentorship, tutoring, churches, outings, social workers, mental health workers. The Cabrini meetup spot was symbolic. Jenner Elementary School. When white families started moving into the new mixed-income community, they did not send their children to this local public school. It remained black and low-income. Recently, it merged with Ogden, a public school on the Gold Coast with affluent parents. That wasn't the focus of this march, but it's another symbol of past and present Cabrini. As the march begins, the group weaves through the near north side, chanting, stopping traffic. Love all guns now, y'all forgot. One of the women marching is Tara Stamps. Her mother is the legendary late Cabrini activist, Marion Stamps. Another symbol. Another generation continuing the cycle for justice. Natalie Moore, WBEZ News.